Hey, what's good, everybody? This is Cam Green, life coach, entrepreneur, public speaker, the voice of A-Leaf, and you're tuning in to the Green Light Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Let's go. Hey, what's good, everybody? This is Cam Green. This is Cam's Green Light. Say no more, say less, the brand. And I'm here with my co-host, bro, Ro. And uh, we have an interesting conversation, um, an interesting topic today. Very interesting. Uh, Ro, would you go ahead and do us the honors of... uh, Yeah, man. Uh, So today's topic is what men need to handle Mm. and what men need to stand on. So we're going to jump right into it, bro. So it's uh, two things, obviously, what men need to handle and what men need to stand on. So the things that men need to handle, men need to handle their wives with tender and care, their children, their employment their finances, and their evangelism. And for those of you who don't know what that means, that basically evangelism is just you spreading the gospel, mm. you know, spreading the word of God. And if you don't know, gospel means good news. Yeah. So, you know, just spreading good news in the word of God. It's but mm. what men need to stand on, it's a difference. Mm. What men need to stand on is their faith, their character, mm-hmm. and their commitments. Mm. And honestly, out of all these things, the thing that stood out to me the most is the commitments mm. because I feel like as men, right, whether you're married or not, I feel like our commitments is our, is the biggest thing. Like, uh, a man is his word. It's something that we've heard, uh, you know, countless of times. Mm-hmm. So when you're telling yourself you're going to commit to something, whether that's you committed to be on a budget, you're committing yourself to stop having sex. You're committing yourself to work out consistently. You're committing yourself to, you know, finish off uh, barber school or whatever it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. When you tell yourself you're going to commit to something, that's a reflection of who you are. You know, a man's word is everything to him. Mm-hmm. And especially to his friend, you know what I'm saying? Like a group of guys is like, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? You a man of your word. Like, I trust you. That mm-hmm. that comes with a lot, especially when you're following through with your own commitments. Nobody, you know, some things that we commit to, nobody forces us to do it. You know what I'm saying? That's... That's something that we decide to do. So, I mean, what you think, bro? So, so let's 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 focus on a, a key point. So, mm-hmm. what, what's the the key point that you um, you wrote down on that paper? What's what's the number one thing that to me? Yeah. So, like, what's what's the number one thing that we're going off of? We know that huh. you know this is to help you know what men need to handle and stand on, but out of those key components because these this it's a this is a wide variety of things. I got you. So yeah. I think what I'm gonna say is that why is it so hard to manage what we need to handle as men? And you know, I think it's a big question. There's things that we know what we need to handle and stand on, right? Mm-hmm. But why is it so hard for us to do that? And that's cause of fear. Mm. Like we can be afraid, especially when we're talking about like growing up Mm-hmm. We can be afraid of looking different amongst our group of friends, a group of guy friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if, what if we don't want to do the wrong thing? What if we want to do the right thing? Mm-hmm. You know, the boys might talk about you. Yeah, you nah. know what I'm saying. And that's the power of influence, right there. Um, but I think that ultimately, what stops men from doing that, like you said, is is fear of commitment. But that starts early on, bro. And how you develop as a man and, and things that you go through as a child to, you know, your teenage years to the, your young adult years to so on and so forth. 
is literally how are you dealing with that adversity? Are you still stuck? Because people don't realize that mental health plays a pivotal role Man. in this. And so, if you, and, and one thing that people don't know is that when you're traumatized, mm-hmm. that's sometimes within psychology, like we use the term psychodynamic approach, which what is the psychodynamic approach of psychology is it, it caters to your childhood and pretty much it's saying whatever happened to you in your childhood affects you as an adult. And so a lot of people go through trauma that they normalize, you know what I'm saying? That they normalize and they don't realize them normalizing it does not necessarily mean that they're growing in what they're going through and, or, Mm. you know, of what they have gone through. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, if I was traumatized, say for instance, at the age of 10, there are some people who have not dealt with that mental health or those past traumas until where they normalized it, but they progress physically and, but not and mentally. By, by age, but mentally, they're still stuck in that 10-year-old's body. Gotcha. They're still stuck in that 10-year-old's mindset. So what do you think is something that they can do, like is we, we as men can do to kind of like get over those things that we experienced as a child? Not only like outside the home but yeah. inside the home because you know some of the things that we mentioned we need to handle and we're speaking on this you know for people who are gonna get married or yeah. are married yeah. it said your wife children employment and finances mm. you know what i'm saying like we made have experienced finances to where it was just like people say oh money come and go yeah you're gonna spend it as it come yeah. that's a very poor way of thinking about money because that's not true. It's the way we handle it is how much we keep. And so you got to be more realistic with yourself. You have to be truly transparent with the people around you and you have to make sacrifices. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you got to boil it down to, hey, I know I want to live life and I want to, you know, money going to come and go and you only live once and you got to have fun. And, you know, I heard my boy say, you got to be irresponsible sometimes. But I think with that being said, it's it's all about sacrifice. You, you and, and we're saying sacrifice because yeah, people do like to spend money. People do like to live life. People do want to live uh, for, lavish. You know, lavish. Or I think people are too caught up in living for right now, and they're not preparing for their future. And it's okay to live and do things now and live in that your present gratification and, and, man. and be in the present. Nobody's saying to not live in the present because time can go by and go by, and then. You being very childish, you know, once you grow up and you know what I mean, like once you get yeah. older and you know you still have them childish traits because you never had that childhood or you never had that experience as a kid. That guidance. So, you know, with that being said, that can come back on you. Just like I said, trauma. Trauma can lead yeah. you into a 10-year-old's perspective or a 15-year-old's perspective and just like, I have not grown from that day. Gotcha. That, that day of... Uh, when my, my daddy left the house or the day that I was molested or abused or, you know, all of those type of things, you never know what someone is going through. And so right. that holds that, you know, it puts that angle on there. So, I mean, it's it's a variety of things, but I think That's people good. are living in, in, in right now, like you said, instant gratification and they're living for right now and they're in the present and nobody is saying you can't embrace the present. But strategically plan towards that future and strategically plan and think outside of just you. Because when you only make decisions about what you are feeling, Mm. you don't know how many people, the power of influence of how many people you are affected by your decision. So, yeah, you want that quick nut. 
and say you in you got you got a good thing, you in a relationship and you got a good thing going, or you are married and you have a family, but something outside of that is looking attractive and is more than you know, this person is doing more spontaneous things than your wife or somebody else is doing. And you're saying, well, I, my wife ain't doing it. They ain't cooking. They ain't cleaning. They ain't doing this. So I'm going to go ahead and do what I got to do. But that's instant. Selfish. You know what I'm saying? That's selfish yeah. ambition. Single-minded. Instant, right? instant gratification. Single-minded. You know, all of those things are tied into it. Mm-hmm. And you don't know how many people you're affecting. You're affecting that. Your, your wife. You're affecting your, your kids. You're affecting... Your, you know, your family, whoever has gotten attached, because what if, you know, your family has gotten attached to your wife or got yeah. attached to something else? But now you got to explain to everybody why they can't come around no more, or you got to explain to your you. kids. You know what I'm saying? Why you got your, your, your mommy and daddy give you two Christmases? Why do I have two Christmases? Why can't I go and Thanksgiving? You know so it's man. like all of those things play a pivotal role in a man's decision. One decision can make things unfold in such a way. So I think people are afraid of that. It brings me to my next point, man. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. And you really hit so many points, bro. It's crazy. Because yeah. again, the the response to this is, why is it so hard to manage what you handle as a man? It's because of fear. Mm-hmm. But when we say fear, not literally like you're scared, like you're a scaredy cat. We're talking about fear as in the fear of changing, the the, the uncomfortability of Knowing that you can be better, but you're so comfortable where you're at, yep. and you're comfortable with the acceptance from your friends or your family that you want to stay there. You know, you're afraid to venture out. But you know, there's a quote: "It's clean up what you handle, clean up what you stand on." But the answer to how you can take care of this is, you know, face your fears, like you were saying, face your fears, follow in faith, and finish the fight. Mm. And by that, it's just like, again, bro, I'm going back to what you were saying when. When we're faced with a lot of stuff, we still have to go about our day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nothing's going to slow down for us. Work is not going to stop. If you have a job, it's not going to sit there and pause because you've been through traumatic things as a child. It's not going to feel sorry for you because, you know what I'm saying, what if you have like, you know, a, a kid situation with a baby mama and you just, you know, you're going through it, but you got to make it to work. Like work is not going to wait on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That... That that clock you got to punch in, it's not going to feel sorry for you when you make it in an hour late. You were supposed to be there at 8, you show up at 9. Mm. Your boss fired you. Like You know what I'm saying? Like It's not going to wait on this. Mm-hmm. So we, we really have to get over that fear of getting where we're comfortable at mm-hmm. and becoming that right man. Right, absolutely. And I think the way to do it, like I said, it, it ties back to mental health. Normalize yeah. therapy. If you... If you, I mean, so many people don't. As men, we just like, bro, I'm gonna go to, you know, I got, <laughs> I got friends for that, I got God for that, and yeah, God. Just like I said before, several times, you know, over and over, I've said this many of times. You know, if God put doctors in your life when you're sick, you know, God places dentists in your mouth, I mean, in your life when your mouth is jacked up or your teeth is, you know, swollen and something, you trying to get a root canal, man. You know, then if your mental is off. Then who do you go to? Somebody who can help you. You know what I'm saying? Go to someone who's mentally trained for this. People who go to school spend years, myself included. I've studied psychology. I understand the the case of mental health and its severity and its seriousness. And I know to normalize it. And so even with me, bro, Mm. as accomplished as I am, as uh, you know, I'm married. I got we in we in my crib right now through the grace of God. Yeah, you know, different things. As life is good, I'm a life coach. 
uh, you know, say I'm a full time life coach, entrepreneur, and it's like, bro, life is good for me, and I'm and I pour into people all yeah. the time. No, yeah, but I can't expect to unload all of that on my wife, especially within the years of what I've experienced as far as trauma, mm-hmm. childhood, um, adulthood, and just things that I hear all the time. I can't just give and dump that on her because she has her own things that she has to deal with. And I don't, and I know for a fact, if I dump all of that stuff on her, mm. she's going to feel what I feel as far as just overwhelmed and unhurt or broken by something. And so therefore I normalize therapy. I check in and, and, and talk to a therapist when I go through things and, you know, somebody has to, hmm. you know what I'm saying, dump that out. I don't want to give that all, yeah. all that to my wife. My wife can't be my sounding board for every, you know, aspect because she has to be strong in some ways that I'm weak and I have to be, gotcha. you know, you know what I'm saying, vice versa. Gotcha. So, yeah. all of that, bro. Yeah. I got you, bro. That's And that's good, man. Uh, which brings us to our next point. Um, are you a male or a man? Mm, I love that one. You, you know, know me. So... Uh, I mean, there's and then uh, there's a really big difference, man. You you can't mm-hmm. you can't decide to be a male. You're born a male, but being a man is a decision. Being a gentleman is a decision. You know what I'm saying? Being so faithful the, is a decision. <laughs> everything that we do yeah. from the point where we learn the difference between right and wrong mm-hmm. is a decision. Yeah. So yes, we can blame our our circumstances outside the house, inside the house, but the things that we do, the things that we decide to, you know, involve ourselves with, like it's a decision, flat, mm-hmm. you know, just simple, a decision. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it, man. What what makes you a man? Like, wait, real, real quick, let me. I gotta pause. I know this is strictly unprofessional, but I gotta make sure that we still recording. So hold on, real quick. But <laughs> what makes you a man? What's your take, real quick? So. What makes me what what makes you a man? So having responsibility, reliability, integrity, and faithfulness. And guys, if you if I didn't give you a backstory to this, the reason we're talking about this and all this came from was uh back when I was 19, um me and my boy Derek, a close friend of mine had went to a men's retreat Shout with his D-Bank. church. Yeah. And there was 25 of us there. Mm. Me and him were the only two people there that were not married. Everybody else was a pastor and married from different churches from Louisiana, Oklahoma, and Texas. So all this stuff that's coming from me is coming from them. You know, it's literally just a drop of gems and just a real talk, man, about manhood, um, fatherhood, and, you know, just uh, in marriage, you know, being a husband. So what makes you a man? Having responsibility, reliability, integrity, and faithfulness. We just mentioned earlier that uh, a man is his word. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so what, what, what I mean, what, what's your take my on man, that, bro? My man, I mean, I mean, to, to really operationalize or define what a man is versus a male or a male versus mm-hmm. a man, a man truly seeks the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ain't trying to be cliche and, and be like, you know, oh, you know, if it wasn't for the Lord, I'm like, yeah, you got to be real with yourself. If a man who really is walking in his purpose has God in his life. Um, someone, some, someone who's, who's, you know, it, we come from a source, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, we, we as resources have a source in our life. And so um, with that being said, somebody who has that foundation 
and, and biblically sound um, in their lives and understand and have that relationship and don't call on God when it's convenient and that's, you know what I'm saying, and just all of those different type of things and just more so of the difference between a Christian boy and a godly man. And so a Christian boy will go and play church and, and be a Christian on Sundays and, and you know, but while out, you know, throughout the week. And then, you know, a, a, a godly man is someone who's intentional, someone who goes to God regularly. And, and you, you could tell how a man is walking with God by how he prays. Um, you, you know for a fact of how he feeds his spirit. We both have Bibles, in, you know, right here in front of us. And you can have a Bible app. That's cool. And, and and you can still utilize that. That's still a great source to still consider the Bible. Um, but somebody who's actually diligently diving into the Word or going to God about somebody or praying every day and just, you know, knowing what that looks like. And, there's, and like I like to put it in this way. Hmm. Uh, of course, we said this before, but... You know, there's a difference between living in your sin and struggling in your sin. When you, oh man, you know, I love when you talk about this, and man. then when, when you live in your sin, you feel no conviction. You can have sex with a thousand women. You can get drunk. You can smoke your, as much weed as you want to. You can do whatever you want to do. Feel no conviction. You comfortable. This is yeah. just who I am. This is how life. God made this and all of this. And so you, you saying, you trying to justify your sin. And mm-hmm. so, uh, someone who's struggling and they sin, you know, you fall short just like the next man does, but. One thing is for certain is you're trying to, you you feel that conviction. You're trying to do better. You're trying to change your ways. You're not staying the same just to be complacent or feeling like, oh, this is impossible. Yeah. Because it's it's only impossible because society has created that for us. And so choices, I, think, I think what makes you a man is when you are holy or when in holy, to be holy is to be set apart from the world. Mm-hmm. So what makes you a man is when you're set apart from the world and something you can see something that's different in you. Like a man literally is like an eagle. He literally can see all of what's around him and be uh, high above, you know, I'm way ahead of you on this, but I am looking down upon everything and making sure I got everything in order. So if when I do Mm. dive or when I do land or I get on land, I'm coming hard. I'm focused. You know, I got that sight. I got that vision. vision. I got that tunnel vision of what I'm supposed to do or what my prey is. And it's like, I'm focusing on this. That's what a man is truly about. That's a dangerous man right there. When he knows what he wants, bro. mm, a A man who takes time, a man who don't waste time, a man who, you know, loves on his family, know how to pour into his family. It's And as far as a kingdom, man, because the thing is, well, ultimately, like my boy, my, my man, Tony Evans, great man right here, great black theologian, mm-hmm. um, you know, uses the term kingdom man. And there's yeah. so many things with that. But one of the things about being a kingdom man is if you are following that and you do have a family and you are the man of your household, mm-hmm. it is your responsibility to leave your family to Christ, to lead mm-hmm. your family to Christ. It's your responsibility to that do those things. Good book you too. know, you're praying. You know what I'm saying? You When you pray... Uh, when your family prays, you lead those prayers. Mm. You making sure if your your kids don't believe in God, that's because you chose not to pour it into them. And so God is going to hold you to a certain extent. They're going to hold you accountable for those things. And so there's no condemnation mm. for those who are in Christ. And so, but the key word is for those who are in Christ. In Christ, yeah. If you playing Christian, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So I think that that's a, a that's pivotal. Good pivotal thing for what a male is versus a man. A male a male ain't handling, like you said, handling responsibilities or taking care of things or not thinking through every obstacle and thinking logical. 
I think that's the ultimate thing about a man is just logically thinking about what I do affects everybody around us. Like right. I said, the power of influence. So, like I said, you know, you mm. married or whatever, and you have to make sure, like, okay. So the man would be a direct influence to everything mm-hmm. and everybody in the household and everything that's attached to him, like you said earlier. Everything. Everything. Every, anything that's including from your friends, your families. Your, you know so his mood can change all that? All of that. All of that. It makes it makes that decision. You literally have, like we said, decision making. If you understand decision making, boy, you powerful. Mm. You powerful. Because you can decipher what is and what isn't and That's what you deep, need dog. and what you don't need. And you know what I'm saying? And things that you want versus your needs. We talked about that before. So it's several different things that can really define what a man is. But I think a man is really somebody who, you know what I'm saying? Bro, I like talk that, that talk and walk so, it for real. Bro, like, again, like he was saying, like being a man is a choice just like the right things are. Like mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We... We choose to do the right things. We choose to do the wrong things. Like mm-hmm. we know the difference between right and wrong, especially as you get older, like in your twenties, thirties, forties. Like you understand the difference between right and wrong, and so now it just becomes like I, I think we miss, like I, I think we misunderstand the importance of our decisions. Right. Like on how one decision can literally cause a lifetime of struggle. It can. Or a lifetime of happiness. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like a, a small, I forgot how it was. Somebody told me like a, um, a temporary moment of pleasure can cause a lifetime of un, of unhappiness. Yep. It's like, I remember, <laughs> it, this is funny. There's one of my, uh, I guess, play uncles, my, one of my mom's good friends. Mm-hmm. And um, me, and, me and the boy Blake, we was uh, at his house probably like my senior year in yeah. high school, bro. And he was just talking to us, and he was just like, man, after the nut, then what? You know, that was always his catch, right? And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you told me that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, thought, That's I, I thought that was so funny. I was like, bro, but really, like, after the nut, then what? But real talk. Know, like, what what comes after that? Once you get that that pleasure off, once you get that satisfaction, do you still like that person? Are you willing... And then that's what I think about people. People, you know, lay down with so many people, but, like, you're... And what happens if you get her pregnant? Do you actually like her? You know Who was it? Was it J. Cole that said, after I come, I come to my senses? And that was Wayne. Yep, that was Wayne. I think yep. J. Cole said that too. But yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's real talk. Because, yeah. man, like, it's one thing, but dog, I mean, I think every guy can relate that there's been moments where it's just like, why'd I do that? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think we, and, and that, and something I, and I'd be completely transparent, there was times that I did let my flesh succeed. And then there was times in I college. Ain't, bro. And then, you know, and there was times in college where I was like, bro, um, you know, I'm wasting your time. You know, I, I would literally be like, bro, before I even <laughs> get up, like, I was literally like, I'm, I'm wasting your time because I know for a fact that right now where I'm at in my life and where I, what I'm feeling mentally, I can't commit to you because I can't even commit to myself. And, you so. know, we've talked about this plenty yeah. of times, bro. There's even times where we say that and the girls that, you know, we used to deal with in our past was like, that's. That's okay. Like, I want to be here. Yeah. Now you have to make another decision. It's like, am I going to entertain what she's okay with? Yeah. Or what I'm willing to stand on? Again, yeah. what you stand on your commitment. Yeah. And you, well, I, I wanted to tie back into something earlier that we said about what, about, you know, something that deciphers what a man is. And mm-hmm. so, you know, me as a married man now, bro. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that, you know, we was talking to my, my uh, David uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
one thing that I learned is in in a marriage in a marriage yeah. with being a man is learning how to be submissive. Um, mm. People think that, talk about that. People people think that women are supposed to be the submissive ones in a relationship, but if your marriage is within Christ, that creates total submissiveness from both parties. Mm. And so one thing is for certain, I am the head of my household, but that does not mean that I can't submit to my wife. That doesn't mean that I can't honor her and her wishes. So for instance, if even though I'm the head of the household, if we are talking about, and this is for example, and there's people that several people have used this example, say I want to go out and I want to buy a car, but right now financially that doesn't make sense for me to go get a brand new car. So, my wife would be like, hey, you know what I'm saying? That's 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 not smart. That's not within our budget. That's not this and this and that. And so with me as a man, I swallow my pride and understand that she's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And as the man and the head of the household, I'm going to implement what's logical for the family and what's the best thing for us moving forward. Even though she implemented that, I submitted and understood, and I still implemented mm-hmm. the greatest thing that was the most logical in that place. And another thing is serving. Mm. Serving someone is a part of submissiveness when you're in the kingdom of God. And so, for instance, I work from home because I'm a full entrepreneur, but my wife is still a teacher. So with that being said, when she gets home, I literally love her like I would want to be loved. And so what that means is she come home, house clean. She come home, dishes is put up. You know what I'm saying? Food is ready. When she's Mm. hungry, I cook for her. If she's tired, I let her rest. And it's interesting hearing you say that, bro. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a married man, um, one thing that we hear growing up is, uh, you know, um, showing feelings is a sign of weakness. It's far from the truth. So, like, now, you know, being in a position that you are, you say the importance of being submissive. Um, one, do you think it takes a lot of strength to be submissive? And two... Um, like, why don't we want to be submissive? Like, I think I think because of what the world and what society has defined as mm-hmm. submissive has really took away from what in true context of what it means in the Bible, mm-hmm. and and and, that's and in true. this case within marriage, and in and in marriage, in the Bible and marriage align with that as far as service. And, mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I do those kind of things just out out of love, and then you know, there, there's man, I I had a good point that it just it just slipped my mind just now about. Just this whole submissive thing, and you know, um, no. So, I, oh, there it goes. Like Ephesians says, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you should love, you know, love your wife like Christ loved the church, and so it's mm-hmm. the same thing. Or uh, love mm-hmm. your husbands like Christ loved the church, and so to truly love like Christ, to truly love like Christ, is that person is going to piss you off, upset you, and you still show them grace, love, mercy, and you still love on them, and you right. still do for them, and you still serve them. Even when y'all don't agree, I said it. I right. said this um, a while back, and I talk. You know, me and her talk all the time about. You know, even though if I don't, even though I don't agree with you on certain things, that doesn't mean that you we're gonna stop loving. You her. know, I'm gonna stop loving yeah. you, or that we're making or this is an argument, mm-hmm. or that we are fighting. We just don't agree with some things, and you know, that's and it's not the fact that she's wrong or that I'm wrong. It could literally means that we could just come from two different households and two different ways of living. And so now we're colliding in this one union. And so 
we were just learning different ways, and your perspective may be your way of how you was raised. Right, so that don't yeah. make it wrong, and that don't make because everybody I, wasn't raised. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so you're that's literally one of the pivotal things within that, and being submissive in that, and putting your pride to the side. I think a lot of people within men, mm. they have so much pride and so so much testosterone to where they Want don't be the head honcho all the, the time. Head honcho, but don't think that, bro. If your wife. Really, the wife run it, bro. Mm-hmm. As much as, you know, the Bible is, you know, you're the head of the household, but really, bro, your wife run everything. And what I mean by that, if you want sex and she don't want it, you don't get it. <laughs> if you want kids, if, if, you, if you want kids, she got to bear them. You know what I'm saying? There's so many different things mm. to that. So it's like, bro, she has the power in her hand right. as much as we think that we have we the do, power yeah. and we have pride. And I think we have to put our prides to the side and just be like, bro, there's sometimes I'm not going to be right. There's sometimes that maybe I do need to shut up and just listen. Mm-hmm. That's mm. something I've learned throughout the, uh, you know, being married, bro. Yeah. It's just, I'm a, I'm a public speaker, bro. I'm a motivational speaker. I'm somebody <laughs> who likes to motivate somebody all the time. But for me to take heed to my wife, I have to shut up and be a student of the game, and I can't be a motivational speaker. I can't be her parent. I can't be nothing but So you got to wear different husband. hats. I got to wear different hats. I can't just be, bro. And you can't just, and I can't allow her to, and one thing is for certain, this is another thing. I can't expect her to accept me for just, uh, or accept certain behaviors just because that's my way of saying this is who I am. So mm. if I am ugly or I'm a person, like say for instance, she she doesn't like yelling. And I just, I talk very loud and I'm very aggressive mm-hmm. and I'm very, and, but that scares the hell out of her. Mm. I can't be like, this is just who I am. You're going to have to accept it. It's more so of, I can I approach this differently? Not thinking of, bro, she's not accepting of me. It's just more so of, how can I get into a better world? And you have to meet that person where they are in that very moment to adjust. And so I think that goes into the submissiveness of a man. You made me think of something that they said uh, during that time. And I have it written in here somewhere. I just forgot where I put it. But it says, um, instead of pointing your finger, Mm -hmm. open your hand. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's fine. And and when they first said it, it didn't make sense to me. But like, now that you're saying that, bro, it makes, it's looking, it's helping me see it in different perspectives. Because like, we're quick to say, you know, you don't understand me. You don't get me. This is how I am. You need to accept it. You know what I'm saying? But usually when we talk, especially with men, we talk with our hands. Mm-hmm. So instead of, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like instead of pointing direct. a finger, yeah. like open our hand, like you, you said, like, how can I approach this different? Yeah. How can I make you feel better? You know, if, if you don't know how to do this, you you suck at this. Like, yeah. well, come here. Let me show you how to do yeah. this. Let me show you how to. Approaches, but that's good, yeah. bro. That's and then, good. I mean, in Hebrews, it talks about you know honoring your spouse, and and you know when you are ugly towards your spouse or being bitter towards your spouse, mm-hmm. God hinders your prayers. So the more that Word. I am being ugly, then how am I expecting to get blessings, and how am I expecting God to do that's things? That's good. And, that's cause, good. Because if we are one body, and I'm mistreating myself, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> say that, say that one again. God will hinder your prayers when you are ugly okay, towards to your, your wife. you know what I'm saying? And, and that's in Hebrews. I'm, I'm I'm paraphrasing right now. I'm not quoting full full scripture, but that's good, bro. Yeah, nah, facts. And also, you know, I got to we we can't we got we got to be cliche a little bit. Um, but go go ahead with the next topic. I'm gonna find this, this so, scripture. As he's looking for that, um, some of the things I wanted to uh, key point on is 
to stay focused, because we're not we're talking about what makes you a man. Yeah. To stay focused, a man yeah. must do three things: retain mm-hmm. his purpose, reestablish his priorities. You you mentioned that earlier, mm-hmm. and avoid derailment. Mm. Now I want to talk about that because man, you bro, you don't you don't realize how much of what you said tied into what I'm finna say right now. Yeah. So again, I'm finna repeat those three things. Uh, to stay focused, a man must retain his purpose, reestablish his priorities, and avoid derailment. Now, what I mean by derailment is, y'all see how all this is finna tie in together. So, at the men's retreat, I'll never forget when he told this story. He was like, as a man, you you mentioned it earlier. He was like, you are the head of your household. Just as you are the head of the household, you are the head train. Mm. Now, he was talking about the old trains. What kept the old trains going? Mm-hmm. Coal. Yeah. When you poured coal into it, the train kept going. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. But what's attached to that first train? Mm. All those carts, right? Yeah. And you mentioned what? Family. That's yeah. a cart. Kids. Your wife, you know, your finances, yeah. your career, you know, your uh, friends, your, health, you know what I'm saying? That. Your business. Yeah. Each of those individual things is a cart. Mm-hmm. And when you're passing, what happens when a train is passing by and we're in a car? Mm-hmm. The railroad tracks, the, the signs go down. And whatever is looking at you, people, family, they yeah. have to stop and wait for you to pass by. They don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. They know that you're moving though. Mm-hmm. But... We've been in the instance where we've gotten to the railroad tracks and the train was at a complete stop. Wow. Yeah. We didn't know where it was going, but we did know that it wasn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, again, back to what you said. The derailment aspect, when the male yeah. is not well mentally, physically, spiritually, if he derails, mm-hmm. what else falls with that? Everything, <laughs> everything, bro. You know, like everything. it literally ties into everything, everything you just said. A house, uh, a house uh, against itself, you know, divided against itself shall not stand. You know what I'm saying? A house divided will not stand. And and you know, I had to, like I said, I had to be cliche, but um, this is a very famous uh, scripture when it comes to men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and but I want to put it in context and just kind of you know let's let's talk nah, about ahead, it a little bit. But First Corinthians thirteen. <clears throat> Uh, so, you know, this, this first Corinthians, the chapter talks about, you know, love and what love is and, and it tells you, you know, all of those things. So I just want to run through it. Um, but there's a uh, uh, I guess a key or a pivotal thing that I really want to focus on. Mm-hmm. But my favorite is, is, you know, love is patient. Love is kind. Love, love does not envy. It is not boastful. It is not arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not irritable. Uh, and do not keep a record of wrongs. Love mm. finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child. I thought like a child. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put aside childish things. things. For now, 
we see only a reflection as in a mirror, mm. but then face to face. Now I'm in part, but then I will know fully as I am fully known. Now these three mm. remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Mm. This is a clear depiction of what God is, what we are to imitate, and as a man, mm-hmm. follow. Because one thing is for certain, this is something that has always been in common. They say, you know, men, we, oh, well, women are more emotional. And, you know, men, we're, we're, you know, we're more of a physical creatures and, and they are more of emotional creatures. And so it's crazy that people really believe this and really think this. And, and it is true to, to, to an extent, but it's saying that this submissiveness, what we talked about, the submissiveness of transforming your aggressiveness into that love aspect into key components of what God is desiring for you. And so mm. for you to say, you know, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became man, I put away, uh, put aside childish things. And so what this is saying is, it's, it's, it's in literal context of a child. So I, when I was a child, I had childlike things. Mm-hmm. I was doing childish, you know, childlike, you know, manners. You know, I was having you tell a childlike me all the time, mind. bro. Like yeah. regardless of your age, you can still have childish thinking. You can be yeah. forty-two years old, a grown yeah. male, Immature. thinking like a child. Immature. And you, I know that you know mm-hmm. grown men like that. I know I do. Yeah, yeah. And so that's ultimately. This is it feels like a double entendre, but it's directly saying like these are the things of a, a characteristic of a child. And so once I got older, I became a man, and you know what I'm saying. And so I put away those childish. So things. one thing I want to um kind of comment on something you said and made me think about this right here. Yeah. So I'm gonna say this quote and I'm gonna tell you what I thought about when you said that. So mm-hmm. it ain't the clay in the potter's house that matters; it's the clay that gets on the wheel that does. Mm-hmm. So, um, now who that can't. Well, that was no, that was a, a, a note I had in here. Oh, okay, okay. So, but basically, um, what what I mean by that is like we can say that we have the capability mm-hmm. of doing all these things. We have all these things, mm-hmm. but it's not t- until we decide to put one of those things into work that it's actually gonna work. Wow. Okay. Because again, it ain't the clay in the Potter's house that matters. It's the clay that gets on the wheel that does. We can say we are capable of listening. We can say we are capable of. Uh, compromising, we can say we're capable of talking in a softer tone. Yeah, but it's not until it gets on that wheel and we actually start doing it mm-hmm. that it's actually gonna matter. We can have all those things in the house. Yeah, application. But what do we put to work? Application. Yep. What do we put to work, man? Uh, I want to follow up by saying the Greek definition of discipline. Mm-hmm. The Greek definition of discipline is no wasted motion. Wow. Wait, run that back. The Greek definition of discipline is no wasted motion. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. Something you said earlier, um, and this quote is a follow-up with what you said, will you participate or will you separate? Mm. Thinking mm. about what you just said, when especially when we started up in the beginning on what we handle, what we stand on, and what makes us a man. Yeah. Are you? Are we going to participate within the ways of the world? Mm-hmm. Are we going to participate hanging around with the guys that are influencing us to make these bad decisions? Yeah. 
Amen. Or are we going to separate ourselves by doing what's right, even though it is not the easiest thing to do? We're not saying that, you know, doing the right thing is always easy because it's not. Mm-hmm. It, it does take a lot of energy and it takes a lot of strength, as you mentioned earlier. Yep. But again, the quote says, will you participate or will you separate? That's powerful, man. Um, will I part? Man, hold on. So I got. I think I got something for that. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. I'm a. Um, I got something for that. So let's see. This is this is not it. Okay, so I'm a. Uh, while you reading that, yeah, I'm gonna read. find it. Go ahead. So, um, this is the last topic that we're gonna go over. Uh, things to think about as mm-hmm. a man. Mm-hmm. Um, the moment you decide to make time for God. That's when he will make time for you. Mm. Now, a lot of times, you know, as as men, especially, you know, of, of our age and, and older, regardless of your age, we have a lot of responsibilities, whether we like it or not. You know, a lot of people have careers. Uh, some men have kids, a wife to tend to, you know, whatever it is. You know, you may have family issues. You may be taking care of your, you know, elder uh, elders, your uh, a parent. Uh, you may have an illness, you know, you may be struggling with a physical disability, uh, a learning disability, a mental disability. We all have things we have to face. Yeah. But again, the moment we decide to make time for God, that's when he will make time for us. And mm-hmm. a lot of times we tend to make time for God when he does good things for us. But what about those times where things are not going our way? What do we do? We start blaming stuff on people. Yeah. Remember, pointing that finger, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. But we have to make time for God, man. And I'm reading your boy... First thing it says is pray, mm-hmm. feed your spirit. Yep. yep. You know, like You're right. how important, what, what's, the, what's that quote you always say? Oh, uh, you said <laughs> about feeding my spirit? Yeah. Oh, you, <laughs> you said feed, that the way you eat, just like you eat, you should feed your spirit. And if you know, and, and just like the, the Bible is considered, if the, the Bible is considered the bread of life and the fruit of the spirit, mm-hmm. you should feed your spirit every single day. And if you cannot survive without food, and we all can't survive without food. So if you don't feed your spirit, you should. Then you start dying internally. You, you, you should. You, you're, you're unhealthy dying. internally. You you're sh- spiritually. Oh, spiritually you, unhealthy. You you should miss a meal. So, man, I was going off of you know things you were talking about just as far as being set apart because we said that's what holy is to be set apart and being called to be set apart mm-hmm. and being different from the world. So, First uh, John chapter two. 15 says, mm-hmm. do not love the world or anything in the world. And if anyone loves the world, then love for the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride in one's possession is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world with its lust in is passing away. But the one who does the will of God remains forever. Mm. So it's saying... Don't love the world or anything in the world. For if you love the world, then love for the Father can't be in you. Simply due to the fact of God is not of the world. Will you participate or will you separate? Yep. That's exactly what we're talking That's about. That's good, dog. Participate um, or separate. And, and Oh, go ahead. You had something else? Yeah, man. This next one is something that I feel like we as men, um, it's going to be an eye-opener. It was an eye-opener to me when I first heard it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know it's going to be an eye-opener for y'all, but... You can be so right that you become wrong. Mm. And that could tie in. And you know what? That right there can tie into 
what we just talked about. And you know, that's that's pride. That's your pride to where you you talk about that, bro. Like, have you ever been in that situation? Yeah, I've been. You've been been so right that you became wrong, bro. There's been times in my marriage where I just I knew I had the upper hand in 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 a uh, disagreement or argument, Mm -hmm. and it was just like I know for a fact I am right, and she knows for a fact that I am right. But do I care more about being right or really honoring my wife Mm. and really saying? I I could be right, but that may be destroying her confidence. I may be right about what I'm saying, but mentally she may be feeling defeated by what I'm saying. And it may be discouraging her for whatever it is. So my pride won't allow me to let it rest because I just, like, I know for a fact this can be right. But at the same time, it's not saying that you want to accept uh, or embrace somebody being wrong is just more so saying like, what matters most? You loving this person or holding a record of wrongdoing? And like we said in scripture, love holds no record of wrongdoing. Yeah. So if I did something wrong or my wife did something wrong and we, then I'm trying to prove this point that you're wrong. At the end of the day, love don't hold that record of, yeah. and, 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 and that goes in so many different ways of just, there's many things that, uh, People do or offenses that against not just just a spouse but just mm-hmm. against people. Yeah, no. But to, if I'm going to love you, I can't hold you to wrongdoing, and so, mm-hmm. and that's a whole another thing as far as like <laughs> even with cancel culture. Like I ain't gonna get into that, but uh, <laughs> but there's a scripture that to kind of back up that first John chapter two fifteen, mm-hmm. and you know, do not love the world or anything in the world. You know, for if you love the world, the love for the Father is not in you, but. There's a one of my favorite verses, and it's a very popular one as well, and that's Romans 12. Um, it says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to be present, uh, to present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed by the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. So, offer your bodies as a as holy and please offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing. Mm-hmm. And it says, "Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind." So let's break that down a little bit. So, what is a living sacrifice? A living sacrifice is because you when you think of sacrifice, you think of something dying. You think of something you're getting mm-hmm. rid of something, obliterating yeah. something for eternity or for for good. And so, if I'm living, and it doesn't make sense to be the living dead. It doesn't make right. sense. So, what am I meaning by being a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God? That means that I have to die to my flesh, and I have to die mm. to myself. I have to die to my pride, and I have to live for God. I have to live for my purpose. So, if that means Swallowing my pride to the side and loving on someone and and helping someone even though they don't deserve it. I am offering my body as a living sacrifice and holy and pleasing to God. And what we said earlier was Hmm. what holy was is to be set apart from the world. So if I'm being set apart from the world, I have to be holy and pleasing. So people think holy is means perfection. No, it does not mean perfection. Holy means to be different. (laughs) Don't be like the world. And so many people are like, oh, we are in a society where people are talking about, you know, being normal is not cool. 
if normal, what is normal? If you're normalizing bad behavior, Everything's that's a, not cool. Yeah, you're you're ba- you're not being good stewards stewards of your money. That's not cool. You normal? That's not normal. That's not, but for some I mean, people, it, it is it's, normal. It's normal to some people, but you know it's not a good normal. Like, it's not a good norm. Yeah. It's not a good norm. And so we have to be set apart. We have to be different. You know, the world can say, bro, we could pop bottles at the club every weekend. The world can say, that may, norm, I wanna, that be, you know that may be normal to a group of people. It is. Having sex with multiple people and glorifying it. It may be normal it. to that it's group normal. that you hang with. But you have to be called to be set apart. And what does it say? The, the biggest thing is do not conform. Do not conform to, to the, the patterns of the, the of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Oh, so what is yeah. it? It's saying don't give in to what the world has presented to you. Don't believe everything that you see in the media. Don't believe everything mm. that you see in That's society. Huge right now, Don't bro. believe in social media That's and how it's right controlling your mind to compare your life and tell yourself that you are not better than or, mm. or you're not accomplished because someone else has something better than. I'm not even. Why am I preaching? I'm feeling the spirit right <laughs> nah, now. You're good. You know what I'm saying? You're good. You're good. Like, because like what you said literally yeah. brings us to our next point. Yeah. Half obedience is no obedience at all. Who is better to be? Ice cold than lukewarm. Luke Shout out to them AFIA brothers though. But half <laughs> obedience, <laughs> half obedience is no obedience at all. Yeah. Mm. Being double minded, beating in the middle of the line. Yeah, yeah. And what what scripture say? It says you have not because you ask not, and when you ask, you ask with the wrong motive. So therefore, you shouldn't expect anything because you are double minded in all your ways. Uh, and you know, <laughs> a lot of well, I know you hate this because I've done it for so many years. Yeah. But like, I always use the example of trying oh, to dang. to drop something. Oh lord! You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm holding this over this uh, table, this has been a and six I'm asking, year argument, <laughs> and I'm asking you to drop it. If somebody's asking me to drop it. I'll drop it. But say, try to drop it. Try to you drop can't, it. You can't. I can't try, try, try to drop it. Yeah. Either I am or I'm not. Hmm. But you can't try to drop. Going back to being lukewarm. Yeah. Hmm. Like, again, half obedience is no obedience at all, man. You have to be all the way in. If you're going to believe in God, be, be, believe in God fully. If you're gonna go all in, put your chips in. It's just like you can if you can go to Vegas and bet on one table, you know what I'm saying? That's that's kind of like that is. It's like, but faith without works is dead. It goes back to that same thing, man. Yeah. You can't be half obedient. Mm -hmm. You have to do the whole thing because when you worry, you're not letting God handle things. Do your part when he will do his. Do your part and he will do his. Your mm-hmm. part is a part of doing his. If you don't do your part, how are you expecting to do his? Goes back to our first point, Kim. Yeah. The moment you decide to make time for God, that's when he will make time for you. And what, what the old school grandmama be saying, bro? If you're going to worry, don't pray. And if you're going to pray, don't worry. Hello, somebody. Amen. <laughs> like, yeah, bro, it's, yeah. it's that's real, man. Um, yeah. I'm going to see what you think about this, man. Okay. Be careful about your playgrounds and your playmates. Oh. Yeah. What, what, what's that say to you? What's that say to you? Be and, careful about your playgrounds and your playmates. Mm, in so many different ways. But when I think about a, a, a man mm-hmm. and his domain, you know, just because you single or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know why I went straight to women because I think that that's... Talk uh, about it, bro. I think that's just a... Or, or you know, 
vices of a man. Yeah, you talk know, about it. Talk you know, about it. Vices of a man, like like my man, uh, what's his name, Devon Franklin. Yeah. Um, you know, was talking about you know. One thing about a dog is like the dog in us. It's like not all all men are not dogs, but all men have a dog in them, and their dog may not be seeking uh, their flesh as far as women mm. or or anything like that. It could be any other vice, a vice of just or being a dog towards, um, you know, cars, be, yeah. uh, finances, gambling, just gambling addictions, alcohol, like anything, video games, anything that could take you under, and that is considered a vice and that's gonna mm-hmm. that has a stronghold on you and reduces your productivity can be detrimental to your health. So if you are in a playground, you know what I'm saying, and you had these playmates, you have to operationalize and you have to understand what am I willing to sacrifice? At, at this playground, you know what are you willing to sacrifice? You know what I'm saying? I see I see that uh this the swing is holding on and they got a broken uh, a chain on one side, but it's, it's barely holding on. Do I decide that I want to sit on this swing and keep playing with my life <laughs> while I'm all the way up in the air? This thing just break on me and I'm flat on my butt or whatever. I wish you, you bro, because thinking about this, it makes me think of something similar to what you said. My playgrounds being my environments yeah. that I involve myself in, mm-hmm. with and my playmates being the group of people or friends that I hang with. It could even be one person. Yeah. Playmate or playmates. Oof. Like what environments? Are you, what playgrounds are you going to? What environments are you going to? Are you going? You know what I'm saying? Are you try, are you telling me you're trying to be a better man? But you're you know go, you going to strip clubs, um, <laughs> I mean trap houses. You hanging in different environments that not necessarily allowing you to fully grow to the man that you want to be and supposed to be. Yeah. And then with your playmates, like, are you hanging? Are you at the right playgrounds? Are you in the right environments with the wrong people? Mm. You know, that's the thing, too. You can be at the right places with the wrong people. Because some people may not be thinking the way that you want to think or are thinking. They may be trying to influence you to get up out of that playground and go to another one that's more accommodating to them and the way they're thinking and the way they're living. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's not just being about... It's not not just about being at the wrong playground. You can be at the right one Mm -hmm. with the wrong playmates. Man, there's... So many different scriptures on that, bro. Just oh, man, and I mean, I, I like talk to, about I, it, dog. I, I, talk about I, it. Talk I, about I, it. I like to say this right here, and you know, of course, I said this many times. Is you know, you can either be the influencer or you can get influenced. Mm. You know, that's good. Dog. So that's good. That's good. Out of my group of friends, you know, I can I can choose to do what they do, or. They can hop on my wave and we do something totally different and we completely do a 180 and not a 360. Being a bellwether, that you know word saying? means being a leader. You know, being and, a bellwether. And what what does the scripture say? It says, you know, it's better for uh, you know, if your your eye is causing you to you know lust, you know, gouge it out. It's better for one part of or your hand is causing you to sin or a lust, you know, cut it off. For it's better for one part of your body to go to hell to, than your entire body to, mm. to suffer internal damnation. Mm. So it's like literally if we are a body, me and my friend group is one body, and that person is influencing us to do something totally different, snip, snip, because <laughs> this... Now, I, I and it may not mean like, bro, I'm I completely... Like, you're dead to me. It's more so... The association. I, I love you. But I gotta love you from a distance yeah. because you're not seeing where we are right now, and this is this is a you know 
And you know, Cam, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, bro, because I feel like sometimes, especially as men, and I think we can involve women into this, just because you cut somebody off does not mean that you have to stop being a loving person yeah, or yeah. that you have to stop loving them. You can always love somebody yeah. without fully like and, and heavily associating yourself with them. Because mm-hmm. just like you said, Cam, like if they, if you know that's something that's not good for you, you know, cut that part of your body off instead of cutting your whole body. I'm like, saying. you know, respect your, you know, your spiritual growth and where you're trying to go, yep. but you don't have to stop loving those people. Mm, man. And one, one thing, uh, there's a scripture on this and I just wanted to make sure that I, cause we sh- I shared this yesterday with, with some people that I was talking to, mm-hmm. um, we're talking about like the law of love. And we said like, as men, we have to learn how to love like Christ and, and we have to do those things and, and endure and love holds no record of wrongdoing and. We have to put away childish things and mm. to fully become a man. There's so many different ways of us reflecting on just things that we have talked about within this conversation. But I'm gonna leave this in this, and I ain't gonna take them to church no more. But uh, there is a scripture in Romans 14, 13 that says, "Therefore, let us let us no longer judge one another. Mm. Instead, decide uh, instead decide never to put a stumbling block or pitfall in the way of your brother or sister." I know. And am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. Still, to someone who is considered a thing to be unclean, to that one it is unclean. For if your brother or sister is hurt by what you eat, you are no longer walking according to love. Do not destroy by do not mm. destroy by what you eat, someone from whom Christ died. Therefore do not let your good be slandered, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy is in the Holy Spirit. Whoever serves Christ in this will accept. Will uh oh it says who uh whoever serves Christ mm-hmm. in this is acceptable to God and receives human approval. You said, do not let your good company be slandered. Yeah, yeah. So bad company corrupts good character. Yeah, that's in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Man. you know, you see how scriptures tie into all of the different... Ver- you be like, bro, what in the world? But like, this is right here saying like, if I, I can't be that stumbling block for my people. And just like we said, it's influencing the power of influence. You know, if I if there's something that I am doing <sighs> that's causing my brother to sin, I got to cut it off because I don't want to tempt my brother. And with that being said, that's... Man... Come on now. It's literally time. Bro, First Corinthians 15 says, bad company corrupts good character. Come on now. Say less. Like, he literally Listen. just said, like... We, we can, man. Go ahead. Again, going back to what we just said, be careful about your playgrounds and playmates. Bad company corrupts good character. Yep. You can be a good person, but the bad company you have around can corrupt, overtake, change yeah. who you are, your decision making. You may not be a bad person, but the people that you involve yourself with can corrupt the goodness that you naturally have. And, and but let, let me let me go a step further, bro. Because and and if we're gonna take it into true context of scripture, we have to define what is good. Because okay. as far as scripture says, there is no one righteous, not even one. So that means that no one is good. According to scripture, no one is good because mm. we all have sinned. We all have fallen short of the glory of God. That's Romans. Born sinners, man. You know, Romans 3.10, Romans 3.23. It tells us, you know, 
Of course, there is no one righteous, not even one, and for we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So if we have all sinned and we have fallen short of the standard of what God has on our life and the perfection and having that mark of perfection, we have all failed from that. Mm. That's countless and, and, and so and so in 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 God and so with ultimately we are bad. We are bad because of our decisions. We are bad because of what our vices are and what we fall short in and we have our weakness. So we have mm. bad tendencies. But what is the biggest thing with the, as far as God's standard is perfection. And what is perfection ultimately? Does that mean I have to live my life perfect? God it has is to perfection. Li- it literally means to align with God. It literally means to be set apart, to be different. That means to be holy. You're moving in a direction of discipline. Mm. Yeah. Say say no more. <laughs> say say no more. I mean, this the is... last thing I'm gonna end, man. Yeah. The last thing I'm in, and really just take this upon yourself as you go about your days. Um, not only reflecting on who we are as men, but where we're trying to go. Yeah. Um, the last quote I'm gonna leave y'all with is: "Change makes noise." Wow. Think about a handful of coins and a handful of money. Mm. If you drop it, which one's gonna make the noise? The change. Right? Mm-hmm. Your change is your decisions. Yeah. Your actions. Yeah. Your words. And your results. Those three things are literally a direct reflection of your results. So sometimes your own actions, your character, is your noise. Yeah. You know how people talk about you, how how you are as a person, how people view you. That's your that's your noise. Mm-hmm. That's your noise. So if if what's being heard again, like if you was to drop coins, if what's being heard is not good, then you know what is that making you? Yeah. It's not coming out of you know the blue about how people perceive you, how people think about you, how people feel about you. Mm-hmm. It's it's the change that you're making. That's mm-hmm. that's your sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you firing, bro. I, mm-hmm. I think you firing off on everything, and I think this was this is this is dope. I think this is a vital conversation for men that we have to wake the hell up and we have to do our part as men. And that doesn't mean to overwork yourself. That means to take care of yourself and work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. I think um, that plays a pivotal role in, in in life expectancy as far as like you know the men always you see the men and in marriages die uh, way. <laughs> Way sooner than than the wife simply just the fact that we overwork ourselves in so many different ways and we carry the burdens of our family with pride and all of these different things and we have to take care of our mental health we have to take care of our physical yeah. health we have to take care of our spiritual health and we have to be uh, on one accord with what is intended for our household and what's intended for God and what He wants us to have so. Um, yeah, you know I, what you saying? What you saying, that man? I, I do want to end with this um, because it kind of struck a nerve with you saying that, mm-hmm. um, guys. The things that we see on social media, and, and right now we're speaking about manhood within marriage, fatherhood, and, and just individuality. Yeah, but like, don't don't try to become don't do not try to make something that you're working on become what's on social media. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't. Don't look at a marriage on social media and be like, you know what? That's what I want. Everybody's situation is going to be different. Your wife will never be like that person because we're all different people. You know, sometimes you need to unplug to recharge. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? If if getting away from certain things that is causing toxic thinking within you is 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 hindering you from wanting to be married. There's people that I know that, you know, be on social media talking about that they don't want to be married, man. I seen that the other day. I actually just recently logged off social media and bro, I seen that the other day. There was mm-hmm. a woman that said, I do not believe in marriage. It's a sign of, you know, um, possession and, you know, being property. And I would never want to no. know all these failed marriages on social media. Like, I would never want to be married. I'm not going to be married. And the person that I want to, you know, rent, spend the rest of my life with, he has to be okay with that. I'm like, man, in my head, you know, I didn't respond. I was just seeing it. But I'm like, man, in my head, marriage is the most beautiful thing that can be out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You get to reproduce. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to, you know, create things that look like you. Mm-hmm. You get to take care of things, have a wife, you know, make love, build a house, yeah. you know, home, a home, build create a home. One person. You know, you know what, what I'm saying? saying? Like, it's, it's, the, it's the beauty of it. But again, I'm not bashing how everybody, anybody thinks, but don't. I am. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I'm just being real. Like, yeah. you know, unplug from those things that you see on social media so you can recharge your thinking and understanding that being a man, mm-hmm. especially with everything that Cam said, coming from a married man, that the things that we do, you know, leading up to marriage, you know, it's obviously very important. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You be the first to say that, man. You always give that testimony to me mm-hmm. on like, like working towards being a good man before marriage. You always tell me it's very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no facts, and I, I I definitely, bro. It's it's all about how we game plan. Like I said, strategically planning ahead on uh, you know on different things, and we can go in on so many different things. But I, I just want to I want to end it in a different way. Let's just end it with prayer for our men, uh, for people who feel as if marriage is not vital to people who is broken. Um, and I'm gonna say this, and and then I'm gonna just pray. It's Beautiful. Yes. yes, it's beautiful. It is. It's hella beautiful, actually. It's the best investment I could ever do. And people take that out of context, but it's you investing in someone when you when you marry them. Mm. Um, but for for men out there who feel like, bro, I'm too troubled, dog. I done did so much in my life to where um, ain't no return, dog. This is just who I am, and this is just what it is. And it's been that way for you know over ten years, ten, fifteen, twenty years, and I, ain't, I don't see no uh you know real change, but. You're if, just a filthy rag that can be washed. You know what I'm saying? But if, if you know what I'm saying, just like he said, filthy rag that can be washed or in, in the sense of God changed, you know, Saul's name to Paul. So anybody could be transformed. Mm-hmm. God can transform Saul, who was persecuting and killing off Christians, to a tired man that created or wrote majority of the New Testament and has and was in prison, like literally in prison, writing to these different churches and addressing these cities. Bro, he could change anybody. And if you allow him to change your name, come on now. Get that uh, prayer, man. But yeah, let's pray real quick. Uh, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for my brother, Ro. I thank you for Say No More. I thank you for Say Less. I thank you for our platform. I thank you for just allowing us to have a platform to um, talk about your word and talk about your glory and that everything that we do is to be um, for your glory, Lord God, and not our own selfish ambition, Lord Jesus. Father God, I ask that you bless the men um, and women who have heard this podcast and and see the purpose in it and see the substance in our content and want to share this with someone 
who is going through this or who is dealing with this or may not even thought about this and like, well, you want to get on a diff different track and a different path. And Father God, I ask that you bless these young men and you bless these these men that just break these generational curses and break these cycles and have an opportunity to do something different in their lives. Forgive them for what they have done, for we know not what we do, Lord God. Forgive us of our wrongdoings, our transgressions, our iniquities, our, our foolishness, Lord God, and us wasting time and wasting your time, Lord God. Mm -hmm. We are filthy inside, but Lord God, we ask that you clean us up and that you encourage somebody and that you uplift someone and that you love on them, Lord God, because those who are in you, Lord God, feels no condemnation, Lord God. Those that are in you has eternal life, Lord God. Mm -hmm. Father God, the walk that we have is not easy, but with you, everything is possible, Lord. And we thank you. We take nothing for granted. And in your name, Jesus, we we going to get it. We going to get it popping. Amen. We love y'all. So say no more. Say, say less. less. This is the Green Light Podcast. We ill. Hold on, wait a minute, this ain't average. Hey, Green, get the cam out. Shoot a movie like it's Paramount. I've been cooling, I can't spare him now. I said I've been cooling, I can't wait no more. I can't stay no more, I can't play no more. If you ready for it, need to let me know. Cause I'm saying less. Say no more, yeah, say no more.